Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Renfe. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Are you familiar with Broil King? Well, if you're not, after this interview, I believe it will set it towards the top of your grill manufacturers to consider when you're looking to replace one of those cookers in your patio or backyard. So enjoy the interview with Terry Witzel from Broil King. Here first thing this morning, talking with Terry Witzel, who has given me a few moments. And he is one of the brother owners of Broil King. So before we talk about some of the products, Terry, maybe a little background about you and how you get into the Broil King biz. Good morning, Greg. I have a couple of brothers, and years ago uh, we entered our uh, family business with our father. We stumbled across a opportunity to manufacture gas grills under contract originally for a large company in the U.S. and we had the opportunity shortly thereafter to, to get our own brand and own tooling, uh, which we did in the mid-80s. And that was uh, originally a, a jacuzzi uh, product. They were in the, in the gas grill business and they had a brand called Broil King. So we took their tooling and redeveloped it brought new life to the Broil King brand. About the same time, we were involved with uh, Weber Stephen products, and we were distributing that product line in Canada. For about 20-some-odd years, we did that. And at the same time, we were also building our own brand, uh, Broil King, and selling that, which we're uh, now selling in about 40 different countries. Um, Very strong business in countries like Germany and Sweden and pretty much every European country. Poland is good and uh, Spain and Switzerland. And there's some Southern Hemisphere countries like New Zealand. We're working on resetting our business in uh, Australia at the moment. And obviously our our home markets are uh, Canada and the U.S. We are, we started in Canada and along the way, we purchased a couple of production facilities in the U.S., one being in Indiana and another being in Tennessee. They're both very sizable facilities. Each of those are about 400,000 square feet. They have very, very vertically integrated. Uh, we do everything. Uh, there are some, some globally sourced components, but for the most part, we do our own die-cast work, so all the aluminum components, we do that in in Tennessee. All three plants have metal stamping, have powder coating, assembly lines. They're very uh, uh, self-sufficient, but in certain plants, like Tennessee, we do the die-casting. Indiana, we have porcelain coating, and in Canada, we plastic injection molding so that we can even produce the wheels and many of the resin components that we need in all three factories they'll, they'll draw from, from Canada. So we're very, very proud to be a North American manufacturer versus the majority of our competition that is very highly reliant on, on China. We have good vendors from, in China, but uh, we're trying to minimize the Chinese content and maximize the uh, North American content. When you remember back in the mid-80s, kind of getting into it and then eventually getting your own 
brand of cooker, the Royal King. Looking at 2023, what have been the two or three biggest brings to the market or changes or advances or evolutions, if you will, that you've seen in your time in this business? That's a good question. I don't think that the product has become much more user-friendly than it had been back in the uh, 80s, but there is now the advent of uh, connected product that's coming to market, product that uh, you can you can operate with your mobile phone and you can monitor the temperature. That's coming. It's, uh, it's going to come into, into gas. It's been very, very prevalent in pellet. And as that becomes more acceptable from a consumer standpoint, uh, people are more comfortable to operate things that are uh, electronic versus the manual system of just turning a knob to low, medium, or high. So you're going to see that uh, evolution coming. That's probably the biggest change. I don't think that it's going to be hugely embraced uh, because the manual system works very well. It's simple and it's inexpensive and today's consumer understands how to operate it really well and, and they're used to it. But there is digitization of the product that's coming. We talk about connected <coughs> products. I think it's, as you said, widely accepted. There's going to be perhaps a whole nother group of purchasers. They're going to feel a lot more comfortable in front of that grill. But from a manufacturing standpoint, are you guys worried at all about patents that some other folks have in this industry that have taken other companies to court about cloud this, Wi-Fi that? Or have you done your due diligence and been able to steer clear of, of any of that stuff? Or is there always a potential of somebody deciding to enforce something else? It's definitely you have to watch what you do so that you don't get yourself into trouble. Uh, we're very, very cautious from that standpoint. You don't want to steal anybody else's intellectual property. All the things that we do, we develop internally and we check with our patent attorneys and to make make sure that we're not, and we do our own searches, make sure that we're not uh, infringing on anybody else's activities in the in the industry. So, no, that's, it's important. As I look through the booth here, we got gas grills, we have various charcoal cookers, there's obviously pellet cookers that are right here to my left. Is there a line that's more popular than the other right now? Gas is still the most popular. Um, we have... In Canada, we have uh, five appliance stores that, that my brothers and I own, and my one brother operates those stores. And we sell, through those appliance stores, we also sell outdoor cooking products. It's a very strong category for those stores. And we can see exactly what the end consumer is doing through those stores rather than relying on, on d data we can get from, from our customers. We see it firsthand. And we know that uh, gas is still in the high 60s percentage of our sales. Pellet, somewhere around 13%. So definitely, um, while pellet is strong, it's, we've seen that it's, it's leveled off a little bit. And of course, there's the, there is the odd consumer that comes in looking for the flat top type product now. You can do that with pretty much any gas grill with, with uh, a griddle. But for the most part, it's a gas market. And 
the end consumer loves using using gas. It's simple and heats up very, very fast and no mess. Really a great way to cook. As far as the the name Royal King, I'm fully aware of it, have been ever since I started the show. So 16, 17 years. I don't know if the everyday consumer, at least here in the States, is aware of it as much as Weber or Charbroil or something that they're going to see in the big box stores. How do you work on continually pressing out the brands, telling the story digitally, and making sure that the end user is somebody that's going to have Royal King on top of mind when they're looking to execute purchase? We haven't focused on uh, being in the big box environment. we're not at Walmart, we're not at Costco, we're not at Lowe's, we're not at Depot. We are on many websites, but we're not looking to be on the floor in the, in the large box stores. We, we like our product to be sold through independent retailers and people that really understand the product, be able to, to show them, show it to the customer, all the different features and benefits. And, you know, there are a lot of large, fancy-looking grills that are made in China, mostly with inferior materials, but we take a lot of extra care in the development of all of the, our products. We know that uh, if we, my brothers and I are ever visiting a friend that owns one of our products, we want to be proud of what's in their backyard. It's embarrassing when we go to a friend's home and we see one of our products with corrosion or rust on it, or that flares up, or uh, that doesn't, uh, doesn't work as it should. And so we're very, very fussy, and we spend a little extra money to make sure the product is better. We don't produce our product to a price point. We produce it to be very usable and uh, to give the customer years and years of enjoyment. For example, we, we have a very large parts department with parts for grills that we produced over 30 years ago. If you need a part for a Broil King grill, you can get it. And the end consumer doesn't necessarily want to just buy a Chinese grill and throw it out. Now, they do that. There are a lot of people that are that are buying the throwaway grills, but we're not a throwaway grill. We're very proud of building it with good quality materials. For example, a side shelf that would be made of steel. We use a satin coat material underneath the paint. So even if you scrape the paint off, it won't rust. It's an automotive grade material, and that's used throughout the, the, uh, the grill. Every nut and bolt is either stainless steel or specially coated so that it won't rust. So it's very important that we use really good materials so that the consumer that owns our product, they're gonna enjoy it for years. It'll still look good in their backyard, depending on how they care for it, and it'll stand the test of time. I've been to numerous box stores, and you've probably seen it yourself. There's a sea of Chinese grills parked out front, and they're brand new, and they're rusty. Well, our product doesn't rust when it's brand new and doesn't rust even when it's five years old. Some of the internal wear components will rust, and that's just natural wear and tear. But the majority of the product is made of very, very good North American materials that uh, will stand the test of time. My prediction for 2023 was this is going to be the year that the full-size electric grill becomes a thing, both for manufacturers and people buying and putting them in backyards. Agree or disagree? It's not necessarily going to be 
a big thing in 2023, but there's no question about it. We're aware there are several people working on electric grills, and it's going to be important for those people that don't wish to use gas, and in some cases that they can't use gas. You can't get enough power out of a regular outlet in order to give you uh, searing uh, capability on a, on a full-size grill. So you'll have to put in a 220 outlet. Yeah, that's going to come. There's no question, no question in our mind. It, it'll be there. Whether it's strong in 2023, I don't think so. But there will be products come to, to market in 23. So to quickly follow up on that, Will Broil King have one at some point within the next 24 months? That's a good question. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. It's a definite maybe. We've got to wait and see. Terry, appreciate the time. My pleasure. That was president of Broil King, Terry Witzel. Hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did actually getting it for you to listen to. Make sure you give them consideration if you're looking to replace a grill or pellet cooker. The website, broilkingbbq.com. We have about four or five more of these as they'll trigger out here through the next couple weeks. Hope you're enjoying them, and we'll see you in a live show this coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, where we'll see you for the Barbecue Central Show. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.